Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. Today, I am joined by my man, Justin Fleischer, who is a director, photographer uh, from Ken.Did. And you may know him from this little underground dude who you may have heard of before, Logic. He's worked with Logic among many other amazing, talented musicians, the whole Rattack family and all that stuff. Uh, welcome to the podcast, man. I'm so thrilled to have you on. Man, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So tell me about uh, tell me about your journey. Obviously, uh, you guys are on top of the world right now. Um, I think Lottie posted the other day that uh, every song from it's not even a mixtape. It's not even an album. It's a mixtape. And all top, all the top ten songs are all in the worldwide top ten on Spotify, which is fucking bananas. But before, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was like something like all right. So there's like 13 tracks on Bobby Tarantino too, and like it's definitely all on top 25 for 25. The, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For Spotify, that's yeah, so that's crazy. pretty crazy. And then I think we're gonna find out pretty soon. That it should be number one on like Billboard, hopefully. For um, sure. I think we find out. We should find out like this week, right? Yeah, definitely. I'm curious to know about your journey. You know, before all this, let's take it back. As I mentioned before the podcast, you guys are doing what me and my boys do on a whole nother level, but everyone yeah. starts somewhere. So how did yeah. it start? When did you pick up your camera? When did you start doing this? Man, it's a, it's, it's a I'm pretty wild story. I'm trying to learn. I'm all it's ears, a, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty wild story. I'll try to keep it as concise as possible. But go as long as you like... want. We can go Joe Rogan. We can do three <laughs> hours, bro. You got my time. Yeah, it's all good. Damn. No, no worries. <laughs> I mean, like, so yeah, so like, when I, um, so right after, damn, I don't even know where to start. Cause I really did. I, I was messing with cameras when I was a kid for sure. Like running around making little movies with my friends. Right. And then like in, in high school, I took a, a digital uh, video class and like, I made like some music videos and some like, Same here. um, and some, um, and some little short films and stuff, which was really fun and like felt really cool. But it, it never like I never thought of it as like something I could actually do. I just thought it was just like a fun class to take, and like it, it would allow me to you know express myself creatively. Right. Uh, I've always been into art, like drawing and like music and like anything and everything creative. But I never really saw like a career path for myself through that stuff. Right. So I put I it to either, the side. Yeah. yeah, I put it to the side completely and just. When I went and did what my pops does, which is like I became a teacher. So oh, wow. right after, yeah, right after, like I studied um, art and stuff in college too, but like and, and anthropology. But then, like when I graduated from college, I was like, damn, I just need to make some money. Like I need to do a real career. And for mm -hmm. some reason, I didn't associate that with with doing anything creative at that point. I was just young and like I didn't really know what to do. So. And became a teacher. I taught in New York City public schools for six years. Respect. That's amazing. And, <laughs> My wife taught yeah, in pretty, Newark. I, I, it's not like you're not you're not teaching in the suburbs. <laughs> no, nah, man. It was no joke. Like, yeah. but uh, it was an incredible experience and it taught me a lot. And like, honestly, a lot of the skills I got from teaching, I still use to this day in terms of just like how to interact with people and like how to organize myself, be self-disciplined, a yeah. hundred um, million things. But then. And I got to a point where it was like really too stressful and it was just like not mm. really what I wanted to do. And I, and I was I was realizing that more and more. And I kind of felt like I was doing a disservice to the kids that I was teaching by like continuing to do it. So I was like, damn, let me let me like while I'm still young, because right. at that point I was only like I'm on like, you know, mid 20s. I was like, yo, well, I'm still young. Let me give myself a chance of doing something else. Um, And there was like a, a few of my friends had started their own music thing. 
So in New York City, like a friend of mine from high school, he was he's a producer, singer, songwriter, and he had started um, pretty much like an independent record label with a battle rapper named Iron Solomon. Right. So Iron Solomon and my friend from high school, Isaiah, um, they 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 were trying to transition Solomon from being a battle rapper into being um, a real artist, like mm-hmm. you know, respected you know recording artist. Um, right. 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 That made songs and, and didn't just battle. Now the modern day thing is like they're like car rappers or like back in the day they were like rapping on the corner or now it's like the yeah. SoundCloud for real musicians. So that's gonna be an interesting process. So yeah, you were basically no, documenting I mean, that kind of thing. No, no, not even yet. So oh. like, um, I basically when I first left teaching and started working in music with them, I was um. I was kind of like their business guy. Like I would do everything. Um, for them that wasn't creative. So I was doing the business side of everything in terms of um, organizing the record label, like booking tour, uh, booking shows, not tours, but show, shows, doing all the PR, all the um, publicity. Um, wow. And so, social, yeah, like helping with social media strategy, stuff like that, and like um, trying to help them so that they could just focus on the creative. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like the logistics guy. And through doing that, you know, I... I I did pick up the camera to help with the marketing side of things and, and getting Solomon, you know, some visibility. Um, like he would go on like shade 45, right. And like do freestyle and yeah. I would, um, I, w- I would film it. Is that like your hot 97? Is that what that is? Like, Oh, shade 45 is like, uh, sat- you know, I'm um, serious XM satellite. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, in, so, so they have, um, Eminem has his own channel on there called shade 45. And oh like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. So like I would I go up there with him. <laughs> Yeah, and like, and through doing that, I was like, damn, like, this is. I remember doing this from from when I was a kid and from high school, and like, this is really fun. And like, but I still didn't realize that it could be a career or anything. But I was just like, this is like riding a bike. Like, I I went on Final Cut, right. which at that time was Final Cut Seven. Yep, I remember that. And I was like, this nothing has changed since Final Cut Three, which is what I took in high school. I used Final Cut Three in high school. I was like, this is like <laughs> I had the same like thing. I was like, wait a second, Photoshop. I can still do layer masks. They still got layer right. masks. Word. They don't really yeah, change yeah. it that much. It doesn't change a lot. Right. So yeah. it was just like riding a bike, you know. And and I was like, so I did this like behind the scenes for one of his music videos, and I edited it in like thirty minutes. And they're like, damn, this is fucking perfect. Like you <laughs> killed this. And it was with uh, Canon sixty D. Mm-hmm. And we used like the the Canon um, 50 millimeter 1.4, like the, they called it, like the Nifty 50, you yep. know. And it's like a. Gr- I got that right and, now. Like, I use was, that now. Yeah, yeah, it's a great lens, and like and um and it allows get the, you get, get the get nice bokeh cr- with the background. People see that they want that blur. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So right. like, so I was like, damn, this is really cool. But still, I was still focusing on the business side of things, managing him and and managing the label, and um and then like. You know, he decided to take to step away, and I was like, "Damn, I've made all these relationships with all these people working um, with him. I've made relationships with all these like radio stations, um, video directors." I was like, um, "You know, I know this is like an industry that has a lot of need. Let me let me like keep using their camera and try try to like book some freelance stuff." I started working with this blog called Alindstrom.com, which is like a it was, at that time it was like um. I don't, I don't think he's really doing too much. He, um, Al's the OG like record promoter, and he had this blog where we're doing like interviews, right? Um, and they, they remembered me from from working with Solomon. And um, 
Was it kind of yeah, like what, like what genius is nowadays kind of thing? Similar. Yeah, like that? Sim- yeah. similar. So it was like it was like we were talking to like industry insiders. So it wasn't always with artists. It would be like with, you know, like, for example, like Punch from TDE. Yep. Like we did an interview with him or like, like um, um, Swiss Beats or we did Swiss with him. Beats. And we did we did interviews with like all these um and, and a lot of artists, too. Yeah. So through through doing that, I got I got relationships with labels and artists, and I was just filming it and editing it, and it was like one or two a week, and it just became like a. Uh, and then I was also I started doing all the freestyle videos for um, Shade Forty Five for um, Static Selector show. I remember I used to play it in Hot Ninety Seven and like with Static Selector and like Flex and all those guys, and I didn't even know what they were talking about. But you didn't need to know because the energy you were like, I'm witnessing history. Oh yeah. Every nah, night, absolutely. every night. And it's not it like so that cool. anymore. It's kind of disappointing a little bit. When I listen to Bro, it now, it's, it's like, it's not, what the fuck is this shit? It's like, what I feel like, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, it was incredible. It was incredible being in that environment. Like, especially cause I got, I, I stumbled into it so unexpectedly, like just, you know, from going from teaching to being an artist manager to all of a sudden like filming all these freestyles. And then through doing that, I met Johnny Shipes, who's the head of cinematic, mm-hmm. um, which is a small record label out of New York where um, they, at that time, they had um, Smoke Dizza, Joey Badass, yep. and um, Big Crit even at that time. Mm-hmm. And when I met Johnny Shipes, you know, um, he introduced me to this production company called Creative Control, who at that time, like, um, was co, like, was, um, had, like, co-managed um, Joey Badass. And, so I started working with Creative Control, Johnny Shipes, and mm. Joey Badass, and Big Crit, Smoke Dizza, and I was shooting all this like behind the scenes stuff. I was shooting like comedy sketches for them, like for yeah. smoking and joking for, um, because um, Cinematic also has Smokers Club. Yeah. And um, so yeah, so we we're doing all this fun shit, and I was like working with Creative Control, who who now I consider to be my mentors. Right. They, they these are the guys who did who directed Through the Wire for Kanye West. Wow. So I was like, these were like gods. I love, I love Kanye like, West. I don't care what anyone says. I love Kanye West. Of course, man. No, Through the Wire is like one of the best the videos of all. Yeah. And that might be the song these, we do for the intro, bro. We might have to do that. Nah, I mean Sorry, that's Bobby. that's no. Nah. <laughs> I mean I wasn't in, I like these guys. They they had done that like many many years prior to, to me meeting them, but because of that, I was just like revered them as gods, and then like um, getting a chance to work with them was so tight, and then we. We went in with them on this like joint venture, um, cinematic and um, Echo, and we were like trying to bring Echo back, which was a disaster. But um, <laughs> they were like past the point of being brought back. And yeah. Then, um, yeah. So we do. So I remember we like against all off. odds, against all odds, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. At a certain point, everyone was like, well, "We're done." <laughs> yeah, but we tried, and we and we, we we created some really cool stuff, and. Um, I got. T- I was getting. I was just getting more and more experience shooting. I moved at that point. I moved up to like the five D, um, Mark II or Mark III, and like I was getting. They had all these like Zeiss lenses. So I was getting to work with better equipment. That was gonna and, be one of my um, questions. Is like I'm at that point now where where I keep saying like ah like I have like a, a Canon Rebel T3 and I could do some damage with that just done doing because I don't do photography. I'm not like a video guy. But I, I've been saying about gear and all my friends, I have friends that shoot, like my friend Ahmed shoots for like Kendrick Lamar and like Kevin Durant, all these crazy people. He's like, if your camera doesn't pay for your next camera, then you're fucking not doing it right. Do you agree with that? No, I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. Like, I think that a lot of these kids, they could just, they could just use their phones even like, like 
it's not about the tools you're using. Um, it's really just about like your eye and it's about the way you edit it, the way you, the way you finesse it. If you don't have the right work ethic and if you don't have the talent, it doesn't matter what camera you have. So right. like, um, but that being said, like it does give you an advantage if, if like you said, you're able to justify that purchase. Like right. I do ultimately recommend like upgrading to whatever's going to really give you that competitive edge. But you got to earn, is, you gotta earn it though. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, and you got to like justify it, man. Like it's got to make sense. Yeah. It can't just be like, uh, you know. Are you putting on a credit yeah, card yeah. or some shit like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's been done. That's been done. I'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> I lie. might do that, y'all. I might do I might yeah, go ham might, one day. I might still be paying shit off as, like, to this day. But like. um, i done that too. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So yeah. through. But then again, also, like, it's really cool to be able to, like, work with other people um, that um, have budgets for gear. So like, right. you know, working through, working with um all these different. At that time, I consider them like almost like clients. You know, they they had budgets to get you know the right lenses, the right cameras, and stuff. So it's like also try to finesse it so it's not coming out of your pocket. Um, right. Exactly. Unless unless it come. Okay. So now recently, I changed my mind on that though because I want to remain somewhat autonomous. Like I want to have my own independent um, thing. So I, I don't really that's what, ask that's anybody what I'm for anything is, yeah. anymore. Yeah. So I guess yeah. it just on the situation but anyway man the point yeah. is like so then through working with um cinematic and and joey and um smokers club and echo and all that stuff i was getting more experience getting better with the editing and um and then i got a job at hot new hip-hop doing um director of visual production so i was in charge of their youtube channel cool. all of their phot- photography for the site i started working with hot new hip-hop i worked there for two years and I helped grow their um, YouTube channel, and I was, and I met tons of people through doing that, and it was it was a good experience. I can um, imagine. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and then and then when ultimately when I left, like um, I sent out an email to all my contacts that I had made to work. Oh yeah, and like at that time working with Hot New Hip Hop, I interviewed Logic, and I even did like a mini documentary for him about his relationship with his fans. Yeah. So that was like it was for Hot New Hip Hop, but it was with Logic and. Wow. And um, my one of my best friends and business partners um alex the ball guy chichamaro he was doing publicity for logic and working at hot new hip-hop so he like really helped introduce me to that camp and right. logic and like this i want to say 2014 what year did under pressure come out was it 2014 so yeah, under pressure was 14 uh yeah. so like and then the incredible choose he, he's done them pretty quick so it's 14 was under pressure the incredible true story. I love that. I that album has such a place in my heart because that's like one of the first ones I discovered. I came on a little bit later, but that was 2015. Bobby Tarantino was 2016. 2017 was everybody, and two, so he's done one one a year. God damn, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. That's so yeah, crazy, so, especially because like how yeah. produced it is. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2014, when he was before he dropped Under Pressure, he came up to Hot New Hip Hop and he played the album for us, and we like got to know him, and we shot a couple interviews and did that little mini documentary, and it was like, damn, that like I I was meeting like two or three artists a day at Hot New Hip Hop because they were constantly coming up to the office. Right. But like I was like, this kid stands out. Like this kid has like, it was the music was incredible, but more than anything, it was just like his. His like um, yeah. vibe and his like persona was just so like magnetic and yeah. so yeah he's just like the type of dude you want to like um like become friends with he's just like was so chill so cool he's so and, funny um, when I watch your videos because because I always see like his public persona on Twitter and like how the media tries to make make it 
And it's funny because I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I'm going to sound like weird, but I was like, I was a little bit nervous to do this interview because I was like, what am I like? What do I have to contribute to this conversation? Like, maybe he's going to think I'm fine. And then I watched your videos and I watched the way that, that you guys all interact with each other. And it's the same way that my boys do. Like, he's just, he's funny as fuck. Like, that dude who has that yeah, big man. tongue. And he said that he was like a, uh, a big forgot. John. What's up? Yeah. It was Big John. Like, yeah, you got that big ass tongue. Guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so weird. Man. <laughs> man big john big john's such a great guy too um he just recently had a terrible terrible car accident and he's like on his way back now um, oh, damn. he's finally out of the hospital and like um he's he's bouncing back strong but wow. i just want Sending love to take this opportunity crazy. yeah exactly send love to big john um and oh, anyway man. so like yeah like um i met him we were doing we were, he played under pressure for us um did shot all the stuff and then when i was leaving hot new hip-hop like um I sent out an email to all my contacts before they were about to deactivate my account, and um, one of the one of, one of my contacts was um, Visionary Music Group's Harry Remler. He's like one of Logic's managers, mm -hmm. so he was in my list of contacts. And I was like, you know, I'm moving on from Hot New Hip Hop. If anybody wants to work, hit me back. And within five minutes, he hit me back and was like, Yo, you want to go on tour with Logic? I was like. Fuck yeah. And this was right There's before that. There's a bear the shit in the woods? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And, like, I was, like, I had always dreamed about going on tour. It sounded really fun. I remember Logic being a great person. I was, And it was it was definitely a no-brainer for me. Um, This was for the Incredible True Story tour. Wow. So that was the first tour I went on um, with Logic. And, yeah, man, it definitely was history from there. Like, for um, sure. I, you know, after that one on the Endless Summer Tour, then Everybody Tour, and even this little Jingle Ball promo run. Right. You know, I've gotten the chance to shoot, like, two or three music videos, work with all the Elysium artists, do countless behind-the-scenes things. And, for sure. Um, it's been a very positive experience, man. And then also, I, I always dabble with photography, but I was never really, like, super confident with it. But right. through working with Logic, I've I feel like I've gotten way better with photography and I'm like, um, I still, I still want to grow a lot with it, but like, I'm, um, I'm really like feeling more and more confident with photography every day. And I'm like, you take great um, pictures, man. I love your pictures. You. A lot thank of, you, a lot of natural light pictures. I, I'm, it's funny. Like I got a lot, a lot of my boys. Most of my boys are like you, like my boy, you know, Dustin, Adrian, all, all the guys that I roll with are predominantly, guys who fuck with Sony's guys who do vlogging guys who do fast editing and stuff like that. Like just the kind of same stuff that you're doing. But for me, I kind of like when I was in school, I took a lot of photography courses. I learned a lot about like, uh, composition. The guy who actually taught me photography was the guy who did, uh, firefighters raising the flag that pick on nine 11 of the firefighters. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I learned from him and he was a photojournalism guy and he was like a really strict dude and taught me a lot about what it looks like, like what it's supposed to feel like. And I feel like your work, your work does that. Like, cause you can draw a connection with, with logic or whoever you're photographing and they don't even have to be looking at you, but, but you, ha you frame it as such that you're like, like when it's like logic, like reading off his phone, looking down at something, it's as if you were like in the booth with him and you, yeah. you get that intimacy. And that's hard to do. A lot of people don't have that eye. Like a lot of video guys that I know, they, they are just killers in like after effects and premiere, but they don't have those compositional skills. And that's what really struck me about your work was like, you have the compositional skills and you have the, the fucking, you know, chop it up editing, which is dope. 
That's cool. Well, I think thanks, a lot of bro. guys can no. overlook that shit, you know? It's important. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. And um recently I've really started getting a um, like point and shoot thirty five millimeter film photography. So I picked up like a old like nineteen late nineties like Olympus point wow. and shoot. And like uh, I've been shooting a lot of film and like that's kind of changed the way I um, approach photography in a major way because I don't get the opportunity to take a million shots to you know so it's right. so it's just like I gotta nail it so I've like just become more like disciplined with how I shoot um, and but yeah like you said it's really I'm 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 rarely trying to like set someone up or direct them um, to pose either with photography or video I, I yeah. always just try to be that fly on the wall for sure um, you know rhetoric logics DJ yeah. the other day he was like. He was like, he called me like Fleisch on the wall instead of Fly <laughs> on the wall. It was so funny to I me. Like, I was That's like, dope. damn, that I need to. That should be your like, Twitter handle. It's all about catching real moments for me. That's yeah. like all I care about. Like, I just want it to be authentic. I want it to be, um, feel real. I just want to show everybody like the genius right. that these artists um, are creating. And yeah. um, you make me feel yeah, like, I, like I know them kind of thing. But is this kind of a weird analogy? But I would like, because when I watched like the Everybody documentary, and we talked about this before the podcast, I was like really kind of just struck by like it felt raw and real and kind of like home, like it had a, a not a, it felt like home videos, but it didn't feel like like amateur. It felt like like you know what I mean, like you were, like you just kind of like found it type shit. But yeah. then there are moments like, and I was wondering the whole time I was watching this, never in my fucking wildest dreams that i think i'd be talking to the person who shot it so here we are the internet's are fucking crazy but like it is. um <laughs> like this blows my fucking mind um like there's that scene where uh he it's uh the, the song with black thought america yeah america and he and and it's like you're in the it looks like you're in like the hallway and then he's hitting that thing and the album just dropped i was like I watched that shit like the day it came out and the album just dropped. And I said, I, I heard the song one time or once or twice. And I was like, wow, that song is going to be, is going to be looked back as one of the most like politically important songs ever. And that beat is like, without that intro, without that, dun, 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 that like, but you caught that moment. Like, did you catch that moment or was it like, or do you be like, okay, that part's going to be fire. I know he's fucking around with that. Or is that just like, not that it's staged, but is it like the first time? Let me tell you, man. (laughs) The everybody documentary was the result of hundreds of hours of filming. So net, like the only time we ever prompted anybody on anything Mm. was during the, the, the interview parts where it's like, Logic sitting down, staring at the camera, talking, answering our questions. Right. All the other stuff was just because we caught it. We right. were there. Because he literally said to us, me and Mike Holland. Yeah. I want to have Mike on. Us, Tell Mike I want to open invite. I'm going to. He'll do it. Cool. That dude, he'll definitely <laughs> do it. He's, he's a great guy. He's and um, Logic, too, go. if you got him. Logic, open invite. No, oh, sorry. yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, I don't know. <laughs> That's not happening. That's not happening. It's okay. Dude's it's good. busy. He's a busy guy. No, no. But, I'll, I'll um, yeah, just kidding. Um, but I was going to say, like... Um, Mike Holland, sorry. My yeah, we, he was just like... He's like... He says to us, um, come stay with me for two months. <laughs> oh, my God. And we'll make this documentary. So we were, like, we were just there. We were there when all this shit happened. So... And we were always rolling. And that's what he said. He's just like, come, 
stay with me, and then make the album, record it, everything. So you as a creative, you can probably relate to how how fun and exciting that was, but also how stressful that was because yeah, it's like, yeah, this is dope. We're catching everything. But then it's like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, that also means I'm going to have to go through everything. everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to have to go through all. So I would say it took me at least a month and a half to actually go through everything we shot and find wow. the best moments, man. Yeah. And in a, um, when you're we, kind of like a planet earth photographer. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know how I always think like, who's the motherfucker who has to wait in the woods for the, you know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of did that. Like, but with logic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. No, I mean, yeah. And like, it must've been incredible to watch though. I mean, you got to yo, you witnessed one of the greatest hip hop albums and continue to like, you're, you're watching it like a modern day, you watch, you know, he's the pick your favorite like person you want to put them in the conversation with Biggie, whoever, da da da. Like, he's one of the great. Like, I think he's the goat. I love him to death. I don't know, like, yeah, it's crazy. No, he's incredible. It's it. I feel incredibly blessed to be around it. Um, the artistry, you know, mm-hmm. and um, with America, like you said, like, you know, it was such an organic moment, and he was so excited. Like, um, when he first discovered that baseline, he started getting excited about that. Doom, 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 or, or whatever, baseline, synth line, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it was, um, that's crazy. It was, that was a real moment. That wasn't in any way prompted, staged, or, you know, fabricated. That, that was thousand percent what happened. And we were just lucky enough to be there to catch it. And it worked perfectly, um, in that moment in the documentary to really like show that process and how, and that's how logic is with every song. It's like he'll hear like, Six will just be going through samples or right. something, and be like, "Wait, stop! What was that? Play right. that sample. Play that again. Okay, now let's. We gotta get some drums on that. Let's get those drums like the same drums we use from that other song. Okay, and and then like, oh, I got this idea, and then he'll just start like, hit. right, right, right. So it's just crazy, man. Like the way his process is and being around it is just like, like, it's just an absolute blessing, man. Has it has um, it changed? Makes my job. Sorry, go ahead. My bad. Oh no, no, I was gonna say it makes my job like. I like I appreciate you like um you know complimenting me on the work and everything and I, I give myself a lot of credit and stuff but at the same time I don't feel like I, I feel like really the true genius is really in what the artists and logic are doing you know and right. and I just I just try to reflect that back to the world you know like yeah you know this podcast is for people that are like kind of coming up um and I know, like, I look at my own my own boys and my own team, so to speak, uh, and what we're trying to do, and um, kind of the reality of having to go through things. Like you said, like, I could sit here and talk about it and be like, oh, you did this thing, da 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 But then there's, like, manage, like, when you are, like, a family and when you are, like, a creative team, we're going, me and my, my group are kind of going through, my friends are going through a phase where it's, like, we're trying to navigate the push and pull and not lose our shit on each other. I feel like I just got to entrust it in my friends and let them grow and then just not say anything. But then part of me feels like, do I debate it? Like, how do you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? How do you navigate really that space? Tough, it's a very tough balance to achieve. It gets I mean, heated. It gets fucking intense. Sometimes. Yeah. And at a certain level of that, I think can be constructive as long as you always maintain a certain level of, like you said, unconditional love, but also just respect. Right. So there's a way to like critically approach work while still maintaining, you know, a diplomatic and respectful um, demeanor. So right. like, 
you know, me and Mike Holland definitely have gone at it and still go at it all the time over, you know, what we think is the right way to do right. it or not. And the and bigger like, the project, the more the bigger the opinion. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But also it's like we no matter what, we know that it's like this is the work and then this is our our personal friendship and they're separate, you know, it's right, like, right, right. so it's like, it's checking. But then again, also you've got to be aware of, your, you know, the egos involved and stuff and try to remove the egos. So yeah. when you criticize work, it's like, this isn't about the ego. This isn't about me attacking you as a person. Right. This is me. This is about me trying to get us the best result possible. And, and, and then that also gets difficult because, People have different ideas of what's the best work, right. what's the best result, or right? different because, influences of what that what what their the references yeah. are, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's subjective, man. It's art. Like you're gonna think something's different than you. You're gonna think something's dope in a different way than someone else. So like, um, but then again, with something like audio, there is a right way to get it. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's you know they say it's like it's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah. When you guys figure out how to vibe and and create like effectively as a squad, it's such a great process to go through. Even through, and the hard times are gonna make the good times that much better. So for people that are that are coming up that want to get in the game, they want to get the access. Um, you know, it's funny we were just talking about Vayner. I just talked to a guy today who just became the SVP there. And I was saying, I was like, you know, like your trajectory, like, what did you do? How did you fight for your opportunities? And he was like, uh, when he worked, I guess it was some like agency that he worked at. And he, I was like, how did you climb your way up? How do you, how does somebody become the senior vice president for a guy like Gary Vaynerchuk? Like you're, you're a relatively young dude in the scheme of things. Like what was your, how did you climb up and get, get up in it kind of thing and bypass all the bullshit and the management. Man. And he was like. He was like, I, I fought tooth to nail to, to take notes for the meetings. And I, they kept saying no. They kept saying no. He's like, all right, let me get the food for the meetings. And then all of a sudden, it was like they, I was like the fucking intern one day. And they're like, hey, kid, like you go pitch this business. And like he just did it. For people that are trying to come up, that are trying to enter the hip-hop game, because you, you guys are obviously inundated. Um, and like a lot of people want to be in that position, but for people, they want to work for, you know, pick up and, you know, genius, whatever, that are like, like whatever, whatever thing it is, you know, they want to work at like something like that. What's your, what's your advice for people that want to get to that spot? That was a okay, shitty so you, way. There's a shitty no, question. No, no, I think, I think <laughs> I'm understanding what you're saying because it's like, the how do you guy break who, in? How do you hack the system and, and get somebody to get the ball yeah. rolling? Well, first of all, let me address like the the example that you gave. So this guy who now is the SVP started off as an intern, and he was willing to do like the the grunt work. Well, he is just got he, he just got picked up by his last company. So so he now but he's like, yeah. But like, um, so what was the whole thing about being willing to go get the food? And stuff yeah. So say? so when when he he was like in restaurant management and then like mm -hmm. transferred over to like the advertising agency it had nothing to show for it and he just finagled some bullshit fucking position where he had no power and the next thing you know he was like getting the food for c-level executives yeah and they were like hey kid you go do that thing and like yes, we're gonna check. but they said no a thousand That's... times he said he was like yeah. they, they were deaded me over and over and they finally i wore them down and then i learned everything that i know and i sat in with like the best in the game man it's so cool inspiring. to hear that because like um, when I was um, interning with Creative Control, mm -hmm. um, that production company I was telling you about, 
um, they were on a panel uh, for like this 92Y Tribeca event. In that same series, 92Y Tribeca, I saw Peter Rosenberg from Hot 97 interview Puff Daddy. And Puff Daddy said that when he was first starting out, like he was an intern and he just said yes to everything. Like he washed cars. He, he was a runner. He just did anything and everything. And when he did it, he did it well. Like right. he did it to the best of his ability. And he showed that he had that dedication. He showed that he had that attention to detail. And I think that you bringing that, the other guy who's like getting food for people and stuff. It's like, don't be above any job when you're first starting out and don't be afraid to do stuff for free. If it makes sense, if it's the right, right. if it's the right look, like if it can get you, you know, um, if it can give you an advantage in the game, like sometimes you got to do shit for free when you're starting out, like just to get into the, some of those doors. And, cool. um, and yeah, I mean, at the same time, don't fall for any random ass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Don't do shit for exposure for like 20 years. You know what I mean? Like figure, like approach every case by case. Right. Um, right. Right. You know, you know, it's not that. Bo- yeah. I see what you're saying. It's not but, like, but yeah. at the same time, there are situations where it's like, just saying yes to everything can really benefit you and um and then ultimately i'd say when you're doing that work harder than everyone else prove that you can do it better than everyone else and then be a good person man you know like honestly man that goes a long way don't be a fucking asshole like fucking handle your business like respectfully professionally um people remember you when you're like when you have charisma when you have um fucking manners bro right you know right, what i mean right. like and be professional get shit in on time you know like don't fucking like um yeah so so that's huge and then i'm also, huge on that man like i want to be like and that's what i love about logic is like it's like I, I love guys like logic and chance and all these guys it's like they're they're advocating for self-awareness they're advocating for empathy for understanding for for having your shit together like you know like logic talks about on like the new on the new bobby tarantino too he says about like you know like i'm not throwing dollars at the club but i'm saving like it's too new i don't know the words yet but he's like so my kid could go go to college college. yeah Yeah. yeah. but i'm like that too like i just want want to do right by everyone and let that karma stack 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 and then one day i'll be in a position like you are you know what i'm saying like i love that concept of stacking karma that's really dope man that you said that <laughs> I, I like that idea. I, try, I definitely approach things in a similar way. Like I definitely try to stack my karma. I try to, you know, be a good person, do the right thing. Um, and like, um, and then this is the other thing, man. I saw Jay Z. So it's funny. I'm bringing up like Diddy and Jay Z and stuff. But like, I've learned. Great I love Diddy. He's that. my favorite Instagram account. Yeah. He does yeah. like he and does like 47 I, Instagram stories a day. I always yeah. like he motivates me. <laughs> He's so stupid. But yeah. But just yeah. hearing him talk about that whole car wash thing and everything, that was inspirational. But then I went to a Jay-Z concert at Barclays, like, back when I was still teaching and stuff. And he said, he said in that concert, he stopped to give a speech about how everybody has, like, a genius level of talent in something. You know what I mean? So, like, while everyone is not supposed to be a photographer, you know, there are those of us who have that aptitude. You know what I mean? Right. And if that's not your aptitude, then maybe your, apt- your aptitude is in something else. And it's like... I feel so blessed that like I feel like I did figure out what some of my aptitudes are, like what some of my what my strengths are. And it's like, but also it's like 
part of it is recognizing if that really is your strength, like if that really is what you're meant to be doing. Right. And sometimes you gotta be honest with yourself and say, as much as I fuck with photography, like I'm not a photographer. Like I'm, this is not coming easily to me. Right. No matter how much I study it, like. Right. So it's like rec- recognizing your strengths and weaknesses, and mm-hmm. if if that means that instead of being a photographer, you you end up being a fucking graphic designer. Right. Because through working in photography, you recognize you were good at, at um Photoshop and and, and manipulating yep. the images. Oh, I had the opposite. Now now I have the opposite. I'm like I'm a, I'm an okay person. Like I could do like PSDs and shit like that. But I was realizing it's like okay, the thing that comes so 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 naturally to me is photography. If I could be a stellar photographer and a and and a good good to great graphic designer, then I could have two major core outputs. But I yeah. was trying to put all my all my eggs in the basket of like the graphic designer thing, and it just like it just didn't. I didn't have that like who gonna stop me type vibe. Whereas now right. I'm like, just wait, just wait. So, like, I'm gonna back, combine yeah. these two, and it's fucking on. And I haven't yeah. done it yet, but now I know that I can. Whereas before, I was like, oh, I'm a graphic, like, if you allow your ego to be like, nah, I'm going to be a graphic designer, and that's it. It's my way or the highway. You're really limiting yourself. Whereas I was like, okay, I'm, a, I'm I have, like, the thing that comes naturally is photography. And so I'm going to lean into that and double down on what I'm good at. And also, while I'm, I could use that as, like, a lifeboat to get my shit, shit together to be able to do both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. And then video will so- follow. Well, if I get the, if I get it down, you know what I mean? Exactly. Right. And for me, my story is just like that when I was an artist manager, it was really fun and I love being around the music. Um, the business side of things, like it was not I was like negotiating deals and stuff. Like I could do it, but I didn't really love it. I wasn't passionate about it. But then finding out that video and photo was something I was passionate about. It's just like similar to that, like graphic design, photography. So it's like, right. it's like, um, um, also, like you're gonna you're gonna win if you figure out what it is that you're meant to do, man. For sure. You know, what's your purpose? You know, like, and it's it, it, everyone's gonna figure it out at a different time. Yeah. And some people, unfortunately, never figure out what they're supposed to be doing. And like, I just can't. I don't want to like die, you know, without fulfilling my potential, man. So like, right. I'm glad that I'm at least going down the path of what I really want well, to do it to and, what, to yeah. what makes you feel happy kind of thing. And it's like, and it's yeah. almost like when, when I stopped worrying about the money and I stopped worrying about the, you know, the job, da, 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 like all, all the bullshit. And I just thought to myself like, okay, like what, what can I do that will make, that will put me in a position where I could be happy as far as like uh, final advice for people that are, that are, are coming up and it seems so far away. Is there anything like anybody you can point them to that inspired you or any like advice or quotes? Nah, man. Yo. Okay. And I don't know how to say this without coming off like in any type of way, but like, man, like I definitely, definitely, definitely watch like YouTube videos to learn stuff. But like I'm most inspired by face-to-face human interaction. And like I learn best by doing it myself and then like, and then, bouncing ideas off people who, who really do it and but it's like the youtube like um my like people that inspire me like as visual artists are people like nabil he's a director that worked with frank how do you, Ocean. How do you spell that i, I realized that I, I, I never put it in there um n-a-b-i-l okay n-a-b-i-l yeah he did he's done videos for kendrick um 
Frank Ocean, and he's like he makes the most stunning like stuff. So like that's just like it blows me away, and it pushes me to like get nicer and nicer with like right. composition, lighting, everything. Yeah. Um, and then like I love Spike Lee as a director. I've mm-hmm. always loved his movies and Christopher Nolan. Yep. Um, we watched a and, lot of that in design in school. I took a lot of film classes. They were always putting me on to Spike Lee and Christopher Nolan and. All those guys, yeah. like those National Lampoon and, guys even, they were like, yo, like, listen, like, don't get it twisted. This is funny, but this is, like, this is did it. Did you watch the Netflix movie about the National Lampoon guys? No. It's pretty crazy. I got to check it out. I got to check it out. I'm it's, behind. It's I've, guy, I've been uh, grinding. Will Forte. You know, Will Forte. <laughs> yeah, 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 So he, he plays, like, one of the founders of National Lampoon. It's pretty wild. That's dope. But anyway, and then, like, um, Beyond that, it's like these my mentors and my peers, man, and like people I've been blessed to work with, like Kudi right. and Chike from Creative Control, the guys who did Through the Wire, and yeah. and um, the guys who have gone on to direct Thirty for Thirties for ESPN and stuff, and like yeah, they taught me so much about just basic stuff about whole, like how to work in this industry, and and um and then my current peers, man, like Mike Holland and and Schwai and. Um, all the guys I work with on uh, Logic's crew, Bobby Campbell, Six, like being around them, just like who does the al- the album with, covers again? The guy's name is for the Sam Spratt, incredible artist, incredible painter. And Can you possibly um, make an intro for me? That'd be I know he's probably inundated, but yeah, yeah, I think I think I could easily do that. Um, yeah. and then um, I want to do the also, whole fucking team. <laughs> yeah, and then like yeah. there's other photographers from other camps, like the photographers that work with Joey's camp, Ashani and Dino's. Um, mm-hmm. they they just incredible visual artists and like uh this dude named elijah dom you should look him up on instagram i've heard that name before i think yeah incredible photographer photographer right 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 yeah yeah, i've heard some my boys they told me about him yeah yeah just being around like all these guys like uh, and then isaiah the guy who got me into into leaving teaching and working in music you know and then my man i love being asked this question because i get to shout out all all these people like (laughs) well shout out jack yeah, yeah, my Shout dad, out my, my parents, my my mom, yeah, and my <laughs> my mom, she's you know she's a visual artist, so like seeing her, she's she's a a printmaker, and um, my da- yeah. So the point is, man, like I love the YouTube stuff, but it's like I feel like I don't know, like I, and I think it's great for somebody who wants to learn, like you said, like hacks and like how to finesse, like like the um with like minimal equipment, how to make the most out of it. Like I right. love that kind of stuff, but like. Again, going back to that first conversation we had where your friend was like, you know, don't buy the camera unless you can, like, get it from a job. Like, I'd say above everything else, like, people focus so much on, like, trying to achieve this look, right? Right. With these cameras. And believe me, that is important. You want people to, like, receive your work. Right. Me, I've always been more, like, I've really tried to focus on, like, the content over this not over the style, but like the content's got to be right before anything else. Like, right. Like sometimes I'll use a shitty angle on a shot just because of what's being said in the shot. Like it's right. that important. So like, and, and understanding that importance comes from, from like, Oh, Oh, I guess, I guess I approach things like less as like a cinematographer sometimes and more as like, Connor's more like a director and stuff. For sure. So those are my real inspirations. Is like my real inspirations are like directors, I would say, and like and like people who just look more like the bigger picture. And that's and that's really not a shot at like cinematographers. Like no, yeah, so yeah that's respect. what you mean. It's just me. I relate more to that 
that that um way of looking at things you know for sure and, and i can't wait for the day where i could honestly like i love shooting and i love photography and stuff but like i can't wait till i just i'm off camera right like and i'm just like looking at a monitor and like working with the subject and like and i've done it a right. few times already like but like uh you know that's ultimately probably the direction i want to go in it's like getting off the camera and working with incredible cinematographers who who know that that's their passion, you know? Right, and for like, sure. I, it is a passion of mine. Like, I love shooting and and documenting, like, in any way possible. But, like, if the content isn't there, it like, if the, if the, the soul, substance yeah, isn't yeah. there, it's, like, it doesn't matter what hacks you use or what right. writing techniques you use. Like, it's got to be something worth shooting. Dude, yes, I love I love it. It's been fucking amazing, and I'm, I'm likewise. I said I said it. Yeah, let's be friends forever. I won't bother you. <laughs> I don't want any, I don't want any backstage passes. If Logic wants to do a quick next time you're with him, be like, yo, do a little one minute intro. No, uh, no, it's fine. Um, I I definitely want to make this about you and shit. Uh, and so where can people find you online? Um, it's so funny. I I keep telling people like when I do these podcasts, I'm like, yo, like. You, they may not do a podcast with you, but like hit them up and show them some, show them some love and like ask them your questions. I'm sure they'd be happy to answer it. So if you're Bro, into that definitely. sort of thing, I know you're into that. And all my yeah, hip hop friends are going to lose their mind. This is, all, this is what I'm going to say too. It's like, <laughs> yeah. if you're not hitting, if you, anyone who DMs me with like a sincere question or like, a, or a sincere comment, right. I'm going to respond, bro, because I don't get that much. Like, I don't, right. it's not like I'm inundated. Right, right, right. But the only shit I delete is mm-hmm. the shit that's just like, can I get a backstage pass? Or like, right, right, can, right. like if, if I could tell you're just trying to use me to get to something else, right. like I'm not going to fuck with you. And yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, kind of, sure. that's kind of fair, you know, yeah. but if, if, if you're going to hit me up and be like, yo, so, you know, I'm trying to get into this. What's your advice? Right. I'm good. I always respond, man. I really yeah. do. That, like intent is everything. Doing the right thing is everything. Uh, where absolutely. can people, where can people find you online? What's like your handles for everything? You plug anything you have coming up. Your website. Cool. I want people to know more about you. Man, it's so easy, talent. man. <laughs> Thank you, brother. It's J F L E I J Fly. J Fly. So, yeah, J F L E I. All right. That's my um. That's my Twitter. That's my Instagram, and um, my website is can dot which is kind of a mouthful. So just go to my Instagram page and right. click on the link. <laughs> I love but, it. Uh, yeah, on that website, you can just see my reel. You can see work I've done. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's not just Logic. I'm just a huge fan of Logic, and oh, we talked about no, it a lot. Oh, I, want, I, I don't want to put you in that box. Like the, <laughs> no, no, no. It's not a box, man. That's the camp that I'm like, that I work with right. at this point. That's my primary um, work. Like, I work with Logic, and I work with Elysium artists, mm-hmm. and I'm very happy to do that. And I, I'm very blessed to be doing that. So yeah. it's not. That it, uh, even though I have worked with a lot of other artists in the past, right now it's mostly just Logic, Visionary Music Group, and Elysium, and cool. and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's, it's, it's a it. dream job, man. It's very cool. Man. Yeah. I think you're well on your way. You've got a great approach to it. Thank you, man. It's definitely good talking to you. I appreciate you uh, reaching out. Let's, stuff. let's be best friends forever. BFFs. Forever, man. <laughs> My pleasure, and definitely stay in touch, man. Take right. care. Respect. If you don't know by yeah. now, I smoke weed. <laughs> How Wiz gonna give me the verse? He ain't gonna give me the laugh, though. <laughs> that shit iconic.
Thanks for checking out this episode of Meet the Creatives. If you enjoyed it, uh, make sure you add me on Instagram, Meet the Creatives NY, and let me know your thoughts. And make sure you subscribe on iTunes. All right. Have a wonderful day.